Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today we're going to talk a handful of game news as well as some Fallout 76 Wastelanders and the Iron Man VR demo. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to JCK and Gojo and uh, Sidzit, I believe, is also subscribed for $10 or more. Uh, we appreciate that uh, sweet contribution. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, that being said, Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes. Uh, I'm not sure what the next episode for Horror Movie Yearbook is. I think I did know it at one point. They did talk about it at the end of episode 100. I think they're going to do something a little bit lighter. But episode 100 is their most recent episode out. Please go make sure that you check that out. Uh, we also recorded a um a wrap-up for season three of westworld with john and nick and i and that was quite good so please go check that out as well and we just heard this week that the alienist will be back on july 26th so we are planning to be back as well nice um and other than that there is a bonus episode about the final fantasy 7 remake where we go into spoilery details it was me gojo and ryan and uh, we had a good time. I think it was a really good episode. And interested to hear what other people think of that game. Um, and I can talk about that in a little bit as well since I've finished it since the it's, last time we... It's in my uh, podcast queue to listen to. I'm going to listen to it before I play the game probably because that's just how I operate. That's but... terrible because I'm pretty sure it's going to make you not want to play the game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, we'll speaking see. of other podcasts, too, I do. I want to shout out... 20,000 hertz the podcast 20,000 hertz spelled out entirely no numbers in all letters uh they have a bunch of episodes about video game sound effects and like 8-bit and like all that stuff and it's awesome that podcast is the shit it is one of the best most well-produced audio podcasts i've ever listened to and i thoroughly enjoy every episode i've listened to so far so highly recommend that please do check it out support them support us support podcasts in general because it's a great format yeah. Uh, but yeah. Other than that, Brian, what have you been playing? Um, a lot of or, games or I already watching. own, or watching, or listening to. Oh yeah, everything, yeah. all content. Did a little bit more Gears Tactics. Um, for some reason, I was in the mood to design houses and bars, so I bought The Sims Four because it was on sale for like. I think it was six and some change for the deluxe edition. And I had $9 in my EA wallet. So <laughs> nice. it was like getting a free game. Um, Cause I had no idea that money was even there. <laughs> <laughs> Spending money. You forgot about like getting something for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I can't feel bad about this. Even if I only played it for like a couple nights, but <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I still find that franchise to be kind of infuriating. Like how much, content they try to sell you outside of the regular game it's just Uh insane like these are not micro transactions either these are like 40 dollar a piece dlcs for yeah and they sell you packs that are just like here's a bunch of items that you can now purchase yeah those are 20 dollars a piece yeah that's that's crazy i'm I'm shocked that they don't consider that you consider the fact that like 
they wouldn't sell them if people didn't buy them. Oh, for <laughs> sure, for sure. But I'm shocked that they don't do like a subscription service or something like that. I I don't. Yeah. Maybe they do. Well, they, maybe, that's the thing is they do. You sign up for EA Origins or whatever Origin Premium, you get all of that stuff. Yeah. Do well, you? no, it's, not it's all, all of it. No, you don't. You get you sure about that? Yeah, because I did install it when I had Origin Premium, and you get a lot of it. You get like a few extra DLCs than what I have right now, but you do not get all of it. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, you'd want to sign up for Origin to get the discount on that stuff if you're gonna. Yeah, buy it all, I mean, but. absolutely. Like paying for Origin Premium for the whole year is cheaper than buying like all three or three of the expansions. You know. Yeah. Or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's like they, I, at first I tried to install Sims 3 because I already own that one. And I, from what I remember, I liked some of the stuff in that game more than 4. Like, it has more items and stuff and more wallpapers, textures, and, ge- and stuff in general. So that's why 4 seems like a, kind of a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, the whole neighborhood is just like more it's like more interactive like things in the households in sims 4 are more segregated from each other okay uh but that also makes it run a lot better which is nice um yeah i, I tried sims 3 and i realized like the interface is kind of clunky compared to 4 so that's one part that where they made a big improvement um so then that's when i ended up just buying it and uh but it's just like such a step back. Like I said, like there's less items, there's less like you you used to be able to make your own textures and your own 3D like modeled items and stuff in I think the first or second game. Hmm. And now it's just like there's no modding whatsoever. Just so they can sell you more shit. And yep. it's it's kind of infuriating. That's a bummer. Yeah. I just I don't think I've honestly played much Sims since the first one. And I don't know if I've ever talked about what I used to do, but with the Live in Large update or expansion, they introduced like a chemistry set that you could use. Yeah. And there was a particular yellow potion that you could make that would give you the opposite of your personality traits. <laughs> so I would make characters with zero in all of their personality traits. And then I would stick them in like a meth lab and just have them making a bunch of potions until I got the yellow potion. And then I would have full points on their personality, and then I'd make them a really baller house, and then I'd install the game. Uninstall the game. So, <laughs> so you were just min-maxing the Sims. <laughs> yeah, I min-maxed as much as I could at the top, and then I was like, there's no point in playing this game anymore, so then I would uninstall it. Okay, so but. you get two packs of the Sims. Like, you get the kids' room pack and the dine-out pack with origin access. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like 75 more packs. But, yes, but you also get access to those before anyone else does. So, oh, well, big <laughs> deal. <up> now. <laughs> yeah, you got my money. Um, well, that's enough of that. Um, so I did my usual shooters that I bounce around to. Fair amount of R6, um, Call of Duty Warzone. And PUBG, actually. But here's the thing. Like, we had, I think it were like five of us last weekend, decided to run a custom match and play against each other. And 
I know the maps are like massive and all, but it's just like it was actually a lot of fun to play it against sounds, each other. And I yeah. wish we could get like a dozen of us to do it, and it would be even better. That's literally the only thing you mentioned this last yeah. the other night when we were playing Pub- PUBG specifically. PUBG, yeah, because the cu- okay. the custom match function is actually very robust. You can change so many options, and one of the coolest options you can set is like a free observer mode when you die. You can just fly around the whole map like a drone and watch everything from above. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd be into playing it that way. I hate playing too. it against like a hundred other people that I don't know that are mm-hmm. obviously gonna destroy me. I feel like against some of you guys I might have a chance, but who knows? Probably I, it it would really just depend on where we all end up on the map and then how the circle like that's works. That's what I was out. gonna say. I was like, I don't think I'd have a chance in like a firefight with anybody, but I could certainly hide the shit out of a bathtub. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, there were a lot of different approaches taken. Like some of us were aggressive, <laughs> some of us were not. Um, yeah, it was it was actually quite a bit of fun, and um, it's cool because you get to pick the map and all the options. Like I said, we had five times the normal care package drop rate at one point, and that was just <laughs> too, awesome. that was too insane. Like there were so many care packages in the final circle that you could use them for cover. Can you can you make it so that it only spawns frying pans? I think you can. Yeah, you can shut weapons off and stuff. You can change the damage of weapons and everything. Frying pan one hit kill. Like (laughs) you can change the the shape of the the uh, shrinking circle, so to speak. Like you can change it. We changed it to a square one time, but. The problem with it is, for some reason, it just made a really small square right away, so we were all, like, rushing from really far <laughs> out to get into this tiny little square. And that then, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. I would rather play that game in that manner than mm-hmm. normally. Yeah, it actually ran really well like that, too, because there's just not a bunch of people connecting from all over the country and shit. It was just everybody... right. It was like four of us from Michigan and one from California, so it was like really easy. There's people in North Korea using yeah. uh, VPNs. <laughs> yeah. it's, it honestly reminded me of the the fight from Metal Gear Salad Three with the boss, where you're literally it's just two people in like a gigantic jungle with sniper rifles. So I was like, that sounds. I would give that a try. So next time you guys want to do that, let me know. Yeah, I did like to try it, like uh, maybe next weekend or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's sure. just a game of stamina. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. it's interesting for sure. Like, it's it's almost more like chess like in a way, and, yeah. and you're trying to just use silly tactics. Like, sometimes we would lie to each other and stuff too because we were all talking shit <laughs> in the same Discord. Because I mean, like, nice. if you're playing solo, there's no reason to not be in the same chat because you're not yeah, like right. giving your location away and stuff unless you're an idiot. Yeah. Um. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, what else did I play? Oh, GTA Online. A lot of GTA Online, actually. On PC? Yes. Because it was free? I gotta say, like that game runs like a, like a dream on PC compared to like Xbox. Are the load times any better? Yeah, I was gonna say, when, when, when you're getting into... To load. Uh, yeah, when you're getting into online, the load times still suck. Okay. Okay. But I feel like you don't get kicked out as randomly as much. Um, cool. And, like, loading into the little, like, like uh, missions and stuff 
from your online lobby. Does that doesn't take as long? That's but good. and single player loads very quickly, honestly, at least on an SSD. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's so smooth. Like having the higher frame rate in a game like that is great for you know driving and not missing your turn and shit like that and the shooting and everything the shooting's cool too because like uh i just would use the controller for basically everything except if i was gonna be doing a lot of shooting i would use the keyboard and mouse and that feels really Mm. nice (laughs) a lot better than using the controller for sure um i definitely think i encountered some cheating which didn't surprise me but it didn't really ruin my fun I just went to another lobby and I've noticed like if you try switching lobbies several times, sometimes you end up in an empty lobby, but it still counts as a public game. So you can do all of the event types anyways. That's cool. And yeah, of course you can also start your own private lobby, but there's certain things you can't do like motorcycle club things and stuff. (laughs) Uh, They've added so much to that game since I played last. So it's kind of interesting. Like, the bunkers and there's a casino you can win free shit like every day so now i log in like every day to try to get something free um yeah uh, i i got together with some of the guys on place it was so it was i think nick gojo willie amy me and rick were all playing on playstation the other day a couple well it was like a week ago two weeks ago and um we were just screwing around the way that we usually do. We did a couple missions and things, and those went fine. But Gojo, of course, now has a nightclub, and he owns a <laughs> blimp. And um, and so at one point, we were trying to pick up the sub that I own with a cargo bob and then drop it onto the blimp, and that didn't go very well. And then um, we also had... Willie found a, a boat. We called it the party boat, and we would get like all seven people standing on the front of this... Uh, or six people standing on the front of this boat while Willie was driving it at like top speed over sandbars <laughs> and shit. <laughs> so that's the type of stuff that we usually do playing Grand Theft Auto online. But it was a lot of fun, um, just messing around with everything and and you know a good way to hang out with people during during stay at home orders. So that was cool. Yeah, I've only yeah. been playing with Gladish, but it'd be, I really wish there were more people to play with. They really need to get crossplay or something going in there, but I'm sure that would just make that game even more of a nightmare. So, yeah, true. Uh, but um, yeah. Besides that, I did. I watched like the first six out of nine episodes of that Mythic Quest show, Mythic Quest Ravens Banquet. Oh boy, on, <laughs> that's gonna it's be a on problem. Apple TV Plus. That's fine. Don't worry about it. It's a cat. Um, is it on Apple TV Plus by the people who made It's Always Sunny and um, also in conjunction or with help from Ubisoft? Yeah, I noticed they were mentioned and I assumed they had a hand in it. Um, and also, I think it is actually based in Canada. Like, I think they mentioned Montreal. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the first episode I thought was kind of a drag. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't find it very funny. They just kind of rapid fire, like, introduce everything going on. And all the characters seem like assholes. 
but I guess coming from the guys that do It's Always Sunny, that doesn't, it's not a big surprise. (laughs) Because, I mean, that show is just about a bunch of the worst people ever, it seems like. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, It definitely gets funnier, though. Like, there's, there are definitely a lot of moments where I was laughing out loud. Um, Especially, like, there was one episode where they, I think it was the second episode. I mean, I don't want to give everything away, but they come up with this like shovel item and uh, then they're talking about TTP like time to penis mm-hmm. because like <laughs> if you give it's like a general known rule if you give someone like in gaming a tool of some sort like how long will it take for them to make a penis out of it mm-hmm. or make penises with it and <laughs> and that was just really funny and it's it's cool because they show like a lot of the in-game like graphics like people doing things in game either testing or playing or whatever um in addition to like what's going on in the real world yeah like they use um they use like scene transitions with footage from like kind of texture swapped assassin's creed and for honor i Uh, noticed that but i and i don't know i i can't remember much about the game itself in the show and whether or not it looks like that close to any of the other ubisoft games but um i watched the pilot it didn't necessarily hook me but i've heard good things about the season overall and i heard like episode five or yes something in particular it, is very special for some reason so it's very weird it has basically yeah. nothing to do with the rest of the show as far as okay. i can tell <laughs> it it's right. like it's it's like a sweet kind of episode like it's kind of like a tribute to video game development in a way and like indie developers specifically i would say and then that grow too big and yeah what can happen and it's it's a well done episode in itself but it is just like a self-contained episode like i was trying to figure out how is this connected with the rest of the show and there's like one little bit at the end that connects it and that's it. Like, it takes place in the same studio space, I think, and that's about it. Hmm. It's like... it's Interesting. It, yeah. <laughs> but besides that, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a bit uneven, but I think, like, if you, like, enjoy that sense of humor and um, are interested in video game development and video games in general, I'd say it's worth watching if you have Apple TV+. Plus. I wouldn't buy Apple TV Plus to watch this. It's not that kind of show. Yeah. I actually got Apple TV for free for a year when I got my new phone. For getting your phone, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll go back and watch some of it at some point. Yeah, it, it definitely gets I never, better. I've really fallen off the It's Always Sunny train like after season four, which was like 30 years ago at this point. I was yeah. like, I don't know that I like this show that much. Which so. Whichever season it was where Frank was walking around drinking wine out of a season can, four. <laughs> that, is, that is the epitome of television. Like, it, it is so that season that season alone is the best season of that is show. Is that also the down. same one where he covers himself in Purell? Because that would be really relevant to, 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 to now, <laughs> I feel like. I'm pretty sure it was the season, so it's the wine in the can one, and then they also did like the court case uh, for the Philly phonetic thing where they tried to sneak into the like playoff game or whatever. Mm. Or the and uh like they were making riot punch or whatever the fuck out of like kool-aid and like grain alcohol like but anyways yeah that's that show's ridiculous um 
Yeah. Alex, what about you? What have you been playing? I've played a bunch of stuff. Um, I did try out Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Because and it was amazing, on, right? Yeah. It was everything on, you uh, hoped it would be? It's on the uh, Xbox Game Pass for free, so that's why I tried it out. I was intrigued by it when I saw it on the Switch when it first came out. But anyway, it's a fighting game um, with the Power Rangers, uh, starting with stuff all the way back in like the first season with Jason and Tommy and all of them. It's pretty bare bones. Um, it kind of sucks because it doesn't really have. Like, I feel like if you're going to make a game like this, it should be like Smash Brothers and it should have literally all of the characters from like all the seasons, right? Right. But I think this is made by like an indie developer and like they try to do a story mode, which is okay. You have like three fights that you do and then it like plays like kind of a hand drawn cutscene and stuff like that. But, um, it it feels pretty low budge. I think it's only twenty dollars or so normally, but um, you know, not necessarily like it. And the fighting itself didn't feel super tight. It didn't. It wasn't. Didn't feel as good as like a Mortal Kombat did. It felt a little bit more like a Street Fighter, which has never really been my game anyway. Um, but still, it's there for free. You can try it out if you'd like on Xbox Game Pass on console at least. I don't know if it's on PC or not. Um. I finished Final Fantasy VII. I still adore that game. I think it's great. Um, I'm very curious to know what John would think of it. Um, but like I said, I think if you listen to the spoiler cast, you probably won't want to play it anymore. <laughs> but it's um, great, so that makes no sense to me. I think it's fantastic. Not everyone else there did. Are, no. Uh, so I think... I think Ryan and I were on the same page. Gojo is more disappointed with where things end up. And I totally think those are valid complaints. And I don't blame him at all. I don't think he's being, um, I don't think he's being like dramatic about it or exaggerating it or anything like that. I think, I think any complaints that people have about it are pretty valid. But I like the way things have kind of settled out and that I'm, chomping at the bit for more like i i cannot wait for the next game um so take that as you will there's a there's a spoiler episode for people to go listen to if they would like to listen to it. i'll try it all out in 20 years when it's all done there you <laughs> go yeah um and in terms of a few other things that i have played i checked out i checked out a psp emulator to start playing some of Crisis Core, which is the Final Fantasy VII prequel that came out on PSP back in the day. PSP emulator technology is pretty good right now. Like, that game looks pretty nice, save for some of the pixelation and, like, the cutscenes, because they were rendered at, like, probably 200p or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But the rest of the game looks looks pretty good. Like, in-game graphics look nice and smooth and, and upscaled and that's pretty cool so i i might actually give that a try um and and try to play through that because i never finished it was the back in the day psp like basically equivalent to like a ps2 graphically or it yeah yeah it was kind of um it could give you similar graphics to that it wasn't necessarily that powerful it was on a smaller scale obviously but um, it was like was it came of... out it came out towards the end of the life of the ps2 as mm-hmm. ps3 was coming up so okay yeah yeah so i'm the, the games look okay you know honestly they probably look better than some of the stuff that's on ps2 especially with the subscaling that you can do to it but um you know it's 
yeah, it doesn't look bad. Um, PlayStation 1 games certainly look a lot worse. But yeah, uh, and then I'm trying to think of what else I played. So I did play through The Last of Us Left Behind, um, because I watched a, I watched, I think, the IGN recap of what was, what happened in The Last of Us to kind of refresh myself. Uh, Left Behind is probably one of the best DLC packs that I've experienced. Like, it feels like it could have been part of the game, but I kind of appreciate that it wasn't. Um, it kind of takes place over two timelines, one of which is, um, at a point in the story where you are playing as Ellie because Joel has been incapacitated, and the other part takes place prior to, um, the 30 years later, uh, that Joel, like, it's, it's kind of just before you meet up with Joel 30 years later at the beginning of the original game. And it fleshes out the character so well and gives you so much more depth to Ellie and why she feels the way she feels about things and what kind of happened to her leading up to the story that you see. And um, it's it's very good. And it has me somewhat excited for The Last of Us 2, but I, I it's funny. I, I I know that at one point I was good at that game. <laughs> But that that time has passed, and I'm not good at it anymore. And I'm curious if there's been, like, weird quality of life upgrades that they've done to, like, Uncharted 4 that made me not feel like I was still terrible at that game. Well... So I'm I'm kind of curious to see how Last of Us 2 feels in there. I feel like whatever quality of life improvements were made in Uncharted 4 will carry over to Last of Us 2. It, yeah, it, exactly. That's kind of what I'm hoping, but I, they're so... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I'm so bad at the game now and and why it feels that way because I don't feel like there's been that much of a change between when Last of Us 2 or when Last of Us 1 came out and Uncharted 4. Um but there might have been and and maybe we'll see kind of how fluid the movement is and and things of that nature. Maybe I'll be a little bit, bit better at it or maybe I just need a little bit more of a gradual acceleration into the gameplay again because it's not like that um that pack kind of presupposes that you've completed the game right so maybe maybe the difficulty lies a little bit further in than oh i've played the first mission a couple times but anyway that was very good worth checking out before the last of us 2 comes out um next month i believe it is and then um i can talk about iron man vr real quick they put out a demo on Friday, I believe. Um, this is on PSVR only so far. Um, I think it's actually developed with Sony, like Sony, in development with like Camouflage and other companies. So I think it is going to stay PSVR exclusive, probably. Um, it's okay. It's not incredible. It's not everything I want it to be. It does, it can make you feel like Iron Man, but I don't really feel like they do a good job of helping you learn how to, um, how to, learning the mobility of it all. Because you're using move controllers, you're holding the triggers in, in order to kind of push your repulsor hands, uh, like use the blast on your repulsor hands to like travel forward. But the weird thing is you don't have any foot controls, so, like, Tony's foot blasters or foot jets aren't the thing <laughs> propelling you. So you have to use 
where your hand, like how your palm is situated in order to control where you're flying. Mm. But then also you need to be able to hold one, like hold one of the hands out to be able to fire at objects that are flying towards you and things of that nature. So there's a lot of like, it feels like there's really complex and granular controls about how you would be able to move around the move around the space. But they, they, in in the tutorial level, they didn't do a great job of helping you learn that flow and um, learn how to best navigate while also shooting at things and kind of using this weird melee punch boost deal. So, and uh, not only that, but they're also like they've kind of really screwed themselves because anytime it's not Robert Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man, I don't really want anything to do with it anymore because he does it so well. And so the like off-brand Robert Downey Jr. spouting <laughs> lines that are kind of similar to what are in the movies, but not exactly because it's not really a portrayal of the movie at all. It's just not what I'm looking for in an Iron Man game. Um, so... You know, and I don't know why I feel that way about Iron Man when Spider Man, like the Spider Man game itself, is very good, but it's not like he's very Tom Holland or Tobey Maguire. So, or I, you know, that other I don't know. guy. That's the reason because there's been a and, bunch of Spider Man. Yeah, that's true. There's but only has, been like one Tony. The Spider Man game ha- didn't try to like fit into the universe of the newest movies, did it? No, and neither neither does this is what right. I'm saying. It's not like it feels so like why like why so your concern is that you you basically have someone acting as an actor acting as a role and you would rather that like you rather yeah. whoever's playing him bring their own original take on him, I guess. Like that would help, I think. But I think it would certainly help, but it's also going to be fucking hard to fill those shoes. Oh, for like, sure. Well, look at yeah. look at the look at the Avengers Square Enix game. Yep. Like just same the, problem. My God, like those cutscenes. I was it was just cringeworthy. It it looked like a it looked like some of those videos online where it's like the robotic voice like talking like here is how you make a spreadsheet in Excel <laughs> and but it was it was the Avengers and it was like I am Captain America look at my face and it's, yeah it, yeah it's just bad man yeah <laughs> go ahead Brian. I was just gonna say I wish I could set up Siri to sound like that <laughs> <laughs> Just sounds slightly Russian. Yeah. <laughs> Surrey, maybe? Sergey? <laughs> yes, Sergey. <laughs> At least you wouldn't, like, it wouldn't boot up every time you say seriously if you had to call him Yeah, Sergei. exactly. Anyway. That happens to me all the time. Every every day. It's but, so dumb. Um, <laughs> anyway, turn it off, VR. Just turn Siri off. No, because sometimes I need to set an alarm while I'm about to take a nap and the phone's like several feet away (laughs) and that's the only way to do it. That's the only reason I have Siri on. Mm -hmm. Um, Iron Man VR coming out on July 3rd. I don't think I'm going to be buying it unless somebody's like, dude, the end of the game is awesome or something (laughs) like that. Like if, if maybe I miss something or maybe there's a better, maybe like the, um, Maybe the onboarding's a bit better in the full game. I kind of doubt that because I think this was like the tutorial mission in the beginning, like the first mission of the game. Um, I also feel like there's probably a lot of protection to make sure that you are not... Like, 
honestly, if you faced your hands in different directions and held the triggers, I don't think it would be spinning you at the speed that Iron Man really would spin because that would make <laughs> you throw up. So, um, you know, I, I, I understand that there's some of that there, but it does feel like if I was able to master it a little bit better, I would be able to pull off some of the really cool stuff from the movies. I just don't want to put in the time to learn that if they're not going to if give you a better way to learn it. If anything, this will produce a series of fail videos on YouTube that will be fucking hilarious of people just <laughs> flying through their televisions on accident. Like, oh man, saw, especially with everybody this... being quarantined and stuck yeah. at home. Like, they're going to have nothing better to do. They're going to be like, ah, oh, I got this VR thing for Iron Man. And then they're, they're going to set up a camera to like, you know, or somebody's going to be filming their like girlfriend, living girlfriend playing it. And she just goes to like fly through the TV and like literally head first through a flat screen. Like, well, that I did you see the gif of the dad playing the game where you walk on the yeah. Point? Oh my god! Yeah. And, and he, he just gets to the end of it and leaps, just like like swan dives into the television. The oh my yeah. god! I don't that, that is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll be seeing a lot of that if they ever make a uh, Assassin's hey, Timmy, Creed it's, VR. It's so it's so real, Tim. Oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> But yeah, no. Uh Iron Man. Cool thing. <laughs> I feel like that would be more fun if they ported it to uh PC and you could use the index too because then you could literally just open your hand up and it would That's track the honestly, whole thing. That is partly what some of the issue is for me. Like I think um I think if you cuz there's times where they tell you to like open your palm or whatever and then you your drop your move way. controller. And yeah, like you still have to have your finger on like the trigger and and like the shooty that, mechanism that. part. So it's not like it doesn't really like I think it would w- help a little bit. But I think honestly, some of the biggest issue with it is going to be the fact that your feet don't do like I think the thing that will stop it from feeling as much like Iron Man as possible is the fact that you have no control over your foot thrusters in order to make sure that you continue moving in a certain direction rather than like, you know, obviously his, like if you align all of the, there's parts in the movies where he aligns all the thrusters and that's when he speeds up very quickly and you get some sensation of that when you are aligned that way in, in the game. But when, as soon as I have to lift my hands up, I feel like I don't really like you can hit a button to like enter hover mode and kind of just hover there and do whatever. But being able to switch through it all, I like in the brief 10, maybe five minute, like tutorial level that they gave, I just don't think it was realistic for, for me to feel comfortable doing all of that stuff. And they give you, they give you as much time to mess around in it as you want. But, um, you know, it just, I think there needs to be a little bit more guidance and kind of being able to see exactly how your motions are affecting the way that you're going to move. Because it's not intuitive to the way that you would play literally any other video game. (laughs) It's a completely new sensation, which is awesome, and that means that they kind of succeeded at least. But, um, yeah, I'm curious to see what people think of the full game when that comes out and kind of understand a little more about what they do with it story-wise, but I don't... Honestly, I don't think I'm going to pick it up. Sweet. I think that's all I've played. <clears throat> well, I've uh, I've unleashed a monster by loading Overcooked on my Switch, because mm. that's all Megan wants to do now, is play Overcooked. <laughs> is that and, why you never play Rainbow Six now? Uh, n- well, so, we'll get to that, but... <laughs> 
let me just say I Overcooked is a is a great game. I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so frustrating. Like it's already hard enough. Like with like if you're just playing two people, it's a hard game. Like you literally need four people. Yeah. And it's it's already hard enough as it is, like just timing things properly. But then when they start throwing the shit at you, where like you're on the two food trucks, they have to line yep. up, or yep. you've got you're on the boat and like the boat tips one way, so like the counters swish to the one side, and then somebody gets cut off from access to that, and then it swishes back, and the other person gets cut off from access to like the tools. Like it's infuriating, mm-hmm. so infuriating. But it's a really well good. It's 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 a that that is a very sweet game like to play and it's it's super intuitive and fun and cool and it's easy to pick up and put down and for people who don't play a lot of video games it's fantastic but it is for someone who does play a lot of video games it is fucking infuriating like (laughs) there's no other way to put it um the one the one level where they have just a thin strip like it's not even like hard because there's parts of the level moving or anything like that but literally it's just it's a, a one person wide pathway around the, yeah. the kitchen up until the top is just it's genius level design but so infuriating well even like <laughs> it's funny because like there's the level that has like the conveyor belt that does the whole perimeter mm-hmm. uh and, and all you have to do is make burgers that's it yep and like that even that little mechanic is like infuriating but if you if you do things like the way I was doing that level was I was on the side with all of the I had the pans so I could cook mm-hmm. the meat and I had all of the supplies so I could dole out like if we needed lettuce meat or a bun or a tomato or whatever. So I would just load up the entire belt with all the things like all of the ingredients like I just start flying them out there and then she would you know Megan gets the meat and she chops and she sends it back the other way and you have to if you time it right you can get a lot of burgers out like really fast mm-hmm. it's and it's it's cool. But then you get to like the next level that has that conveyor belt and it has one belt that leads right to a garbage can to the left and one belt that leads right to a garbage can to the right. And there is like a very small space where you can grab what you need to grab or like set down what you need to set down. And that level was I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like (laughs) or then you get the level where you're on like a like a a plate of ice that's like tipping in the ocean. Mm -hmm. What the hell? and you you're trying to like go around you like the whole cooking area is in the center and you have to go around it to like to you know pull the supplies and chop them and get them over to like the boiling water so you can make the soup and then like as you're running around like you're trying to like not fly off the edge because of the ice and you have to like compensate for that like just that like fuck those guys for coming up with that because (laughs) it's genius but it's it's like it's addictive but it's so infuriating like yeah it, I yeah. It kind of gives it endless replayability though, because it's like every time you try to do it, you're gonna get better at that one level. But it's like just that one yeah. level, right? Like we did the food truck one one time, and we got enough to get one star. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done with that level. <laughs> we're, <laughs> yeah. we're moving on. Like, but anyways, uh, see, so yeah, I've been playing a lot of Overcooked. Uh, we we bought the Jeopardy game like on Switch just for fun, mm. and it is actually like a lot of fun to play trivia if you like that kind of stuff. And I dominate like everything except for Final Jeopardy because I always bet everything on Final Jeopardy, <laughs> and it's usually some question that I have no clue what the answer is. Um, 
But it was like it was like six bucks or something like that. So it's made by Ubisoft. I love Ubisoft. They can take all my money. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I have not been playing a lot of Rainbow Six because uh, work is actually surprisingly busy, and I've been working later than I want to. But it's something I feel like I need to do because we're in a position where can't really say no to work because yeah. got to make money come in so that I can keep getting paid. So that's very important. Um, I have been spending free time playing Fallout 76 Wastelanders, which if you recall, listeners, we were not that keen on this game. It's fun, but it's not that fun. Uh, it is more fun now. They added people and like a storyline that is a little more cohesive and there are more people in the world to meet and talk to. Um, the intro quest line that kind of gets you rolling is fun and interesting and introduces some really cool characters. And then it kind of like, I got to the point where I I actually hit a level cat or a a level gate. So, um, Mm. you get to a point where you actually have to, you meet the overseer and the overseer is like, you gotta go do this thing. Come back to me in a little bit. And it says like, you gotta come back to the overseer at level 20. I'm level 15. I put about 15 or so hours into the game. I started over completely. Uh, in doing so, it was really funny because I hopped on the game not thinking anybody played it anymore. And Tom's brother Pete jumps in and like hops <laughs> in my game, and he's like, "Hey, dude, what's going on?" And I'm just like, "Holy shit! Like, I didn't realize you play this." And he's decked out in a full suit of power armor. He's level 45, <laughs> and he's like, "Let me make you some stuff. Is this your first time playing?" And I'm like, "No, but if you want to make me stuff, like, I-, I haven't played it since they released Wastelanders." He's like, "Oh, cool. It is way better now." And I'm like, "Oh, sweet." So he made me a whole bunch of like level one gear that's like overpowered to a certain extent because it had like durability that was like three times more durable than anything else in the game. And it kind of got me rolling. He gave me a bunch of stim packs and like rad away and stuff like that. Um, but it's, it is still very much a fallout game in, in terms of like, there's a ton of exploration. You're constantly picking up quests and things like a lot of the lore is coming out of the computers and things like that. But you're also, there are more people to interact with in the game now. And it's definitely makes it more interesting. My my biggest complaint, and Megan and I had a very large conversation about this last night while she was watching me play, is that it's still Appalachia, and who gives a shit about the middle of the country? Mm. Like, nobody does. There's nothing there. It's fucking mountains, and that's it. Like, nobody gives a shit about any... Like, Washington, D.C. is super interesting. Boston is super interesting. New Vegas is super interesting. Fucking Hill Folk, not interesting at all. Like, in the least bit. Like, it is the most boring setting in all of America. Like, I think uh, John Denver, John Denver, would see those as some fighting. Words. Hey, you know, it's fine. It's great you can- if you want to go hiking or whitewater rafting or live out Deliverance. But other than that, yeah, it's not. It's not interesting. You're right. No, it's super boring. Or like it's inbreed. Just- if you want to do that too, it's and and I mean maybe. A lot the of that views of Brian De La Durante <laughs> do not reflect the views of the Midwest Podcast Network or the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I am not condoning that behavior. If if <laughs> if maybe I had spent more time in that area of the country, like maybe it would be a better game for me to some extent. Mm. I'm still enjoying it. I'm still playing. I'm going to play more of it because it is. I. It's the kind of game I kind of want to play right now. It's the kind of game I kind of need to get sucked into because I'm having a baby soon and to be able to like sit there and like not have to think much about what I'm doing. It's very much what I need to be playing right now. Um but yeah, it's it's just like it's so like what landmarks are there? Like I don't know any of the landmarks in any of this. Like that was the best part about Vegas was like going to like 
uh, you know, going to the casinos and like seeing some of these like landmarks that you actually know, uh-huh. or like when you go to go to Boston and you get to see like like when we went to Boston for PAX, we're like naming off areas of the mm-hmm. city, and I'm like, oh, I went there in Fallout, like that's cool, yeah. yeah. Or like you go to DC and it's like, oh, here's the Washington Monument that's been destroyed from like halfway up, and you have to go to the top of it to like put a satellite thing up there or whatever the hell. And there's a giant super mutant near it. It's in, or it's the same thing with like the Division Two, like. Oh, here is a replica of Washington D.C. that you've been to in your eighth grade science class trip to like take you to the Smithsonian, and like here, here are a bunch of museums that you've been to in real life, and like that was really cool. I like, I've never once like traversed the mountains of Appalachia, <laughs> and like I don't care. Like it's not. <laughs> yeah, that was a well, really cool I, forest. Right. <laughs> here, let's go yeah. make moonshine. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. I think. Honestly, I've had that problem with every Fallout game since 3, because I don't care about Vegas, and Boston's okay, but, like... I mean, even even Vegas, about- like, Vegas wasn't even that big of a deal, like, in terms of landmarks, because there really weren't a ton of landmarks in Vegas. Yeah. Vegas was cool because it added a whole bunch of different gameplay mechanics to the Fallout universe yeah. that were fun, and, like, it's, you know, arguably the best of the series, if depending on who you ask. Um... Which is fine. Like, I I love Fallout 3. I think, like, even Megan was like, if you like the third one so much with Washington, D.C., why don't you just play that one? And I'm like, well, I can't really, I don't think I can play it without, like, buying it off of, like, PS Now or anything like that. Like, I have to pay for it, which I already, I own it yeah. already on Xbox 360 and Xbox One. You could throw it in your X-Bone then. Yeah, but then I got fucking disconnect. Have you seen all this shit that got disconnected? It's fucking. I know. That TV's so big, there's no way to reach around it. It's terrible. That is the most first world problem I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) My TV's too big big to plug things in. It is. Hey, you know what? That was very difficult to set up by myself. I can trade you the 40 inch for that. I don't want your 40 inch. It's it's really (laughs) dim and kind of sucks. Yeah, no. Um, I'm good. But, anyways, the. yeah. To get back to it, there was a deal on PlayStation PS Plus was like 30 bucks or something like that. I sprung for that and decided I was going to hop into Wastelanders. I'm happy I made that decision because it does it feels better. I do like it. Uh I got used to the VATS system not being there. Like new VATS is okay. Like I just walk mm-hmm. around tapping the button like I would normally to like engage and see if there's enemies in the area and when they are I sneak up to them, I vats real fast and fire at them, and I kill them really fast. You know, like it, it's essentially just like auto aim, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. It's just oh, a, it's a, it's an auto aim, and it's it 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 works. It it's not that bad. Um, I haven't had any issues with other players. I do. I have run into other players, and they do ruin my experience because I like I play Fallout very solitary, and not I'm not knocking Pete. I'm glad he jumped in my game and we got a chance to like catch up and like talk about stuff and like real life and everything. And like, you know, he hooked me up with a bunch of shit in the game. That's awesome. But Fallout for me is a very solitary game. And yeah. I don't need the other people there to at least not yet. Like when I'm still when I'm like starting over and like relearning everything and like you know, because Pete's like, hey, let's go and quest. And I'm like, dude, I, I can't, like, I can't have a conversation with you and do, like, listen to these people talking to me and, like, have a dialogue tree. Like, that's the other thing. The dialogue tree is back. Like, you're making decisions. You're choosing dialogue properly, unlike Speech Fallout 4. Like, yeah, yeah, like, you can make decisions as to what you say and how you say it. And, you know, it's, it's, if you like Fallout, give it another shot. 
I think it's totally worth it. It's on sale right now too. I think. Um, but yeah, I it's uh it's Fallout. It is what it is. I, I like it though. I'll keep playing it for a little while. And I've I just bought other stuff too. I was telling Alex on Epic. Uh, obviously, I got Grand Theft Auto because that was free. I purchased Corruption twenty twenty nine, which looks like Destiny meets like XCOM of some sort, which looked really cool. It was like seven dollars after the coupon. I bought the Control uh, DLC pack because that Ooh, was nice. like. Fifteen dollars after the discount. Yeah, I, I bought game uh, game of the year Witcher three on uh, Epic because it was five dollars after the discount. Like, I mean, I kind of lined up a bunch of games that are like solitary for the time being. But um, yeah, overall, I, I'm gonna because I, I have we're, we're like we're like two and a half three weeks out from when the baby's supposed to be here, so uh, I should probably get some rainbow in before then, but. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think anyways. all of your gaming will be solitary for a while after you have the baby. We'll see. I'll get into some of those late night matches, like you know, where Fuzzy's up at like two in the morning playing Rainbow. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been playing. All right. Is it news time? Yeah, let's talk some news. Okay. Um. So I don't know where you want to start, but. Let's start with a new Paper Mario game coming to the Switch in July. I think it's July 17th. Paper Mario the Origami King. Uh, it looks great. I'm excited. And there's a lot of people touting it as like a uh, return to um, the Thousand Year Door, which is the last very RPG-ish Paper Mario game. Um, and that sounds great to me. But um, it looks, it's really cool because there's kind of like distinct types of paper art in the game. Uh And it kind of looks like the origami stuff is like being treated as like the evil of the game. Maybe, I'm not sure. But I don't know. It just looks awesome. And uh, and I'm excited for there to be another Paper Mario. I like all of the uh, paper puns that are in the intro there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, will you crease yourself to be or whatever like all that type of stuff. It's it's pretty cool. But um yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I'm excited um cuz I've never played a Paper Mario game and they always looked pretty cool to me. I just didn't have the systems. Yeah, I I played Paper Mario 64 on the Wii when it first came out cuz I never had a 64 and I really loved it. It's a great RPG. Um but uh, you know, I never like Thousand Year Door is difficult to find because it's kind of low print, I believe, and was on GameCube. Um, but uh, Super Paper Mario kind of took a step away from that, and some of the other games, like I think Color Splash and Sticker Star, very drastically changed the gameplay. Um, so it it kind of uh, people weren't as happy with that as they were with the original ones, the first two. So this looks like it could be a little bit of a return to that. And uh, I'm excited. It to looks see like it there's a lot of different types of gameplay in this game, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it there's gives lo- you like origami directions to like make some of the characters like that would be oh, a, a I'm cool. Sure they will. Or like maybe they include some, some paper with it for you to like fold characters out of. Probably. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, but yeah, that's coming. Um, 
let's go to let's do some of the other stuff real quick um uh, animal crossing some animal crossing news so i think i did i talk about nookazan at all no nookazan is amazon for animal crossing where you can list items that you want to get rid of or things that you would like and people can come and find you and trade them to you one of the things that people are doing is trading villagers because you can invite villagers to come and stay on your island. And so there's, of course, become this tier list of like, here's the A-list villagers, the ones that people like the most because they're weird and horny for them or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how it works at all. <laughs> so how there's the, how the tiers actually ranked out. But I'm just blown away that like everyone's under quarantine and we've created our own economy in Animal Crossing. <laughs> like, oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like that also seems really weird to me so that it's like they're in in an animal fashion they're condoning human trafficking. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> well, I that's the thing is I don't think Nintendo Nintendo didn't know what they were going to create with this game a monster. in a lot of respects. I talked a lot about the the turnip uh the the stock market and how people i don't know if i mentioned this but like people manipulated the stock market so much and like we're like having people come to their 600 bell sales stock market like days that they lowered the interest rate of the bank <laughs> in the game so that they could adjust the economy a little bit <laughs> Because they didn't want people making like insane interest off of their millions of bells that they sold that they got on the stock market, but then on top of that, this whole Nookazan thing, it it's just all of it is insane, and of course, it's what the internet did to this somewhat pure and probably mostly boring video game. But <laughs> um, so there's this guy called Raymond. Uh, he's this cat. Uh, that has heterochromia. He's got a brown eye, nice. green eye, and he's pretty cool. Honestly, when you go inside his house, it looks like a, it looks like a traditional like Japanese company. Like it honestly reminds me of like when I've been over there for work, what the inside of the the offices look like in there. So he's kind of cool, but um, he he's like one of the most sought sought after Raymonds or uh, villagers. His name is Raymond, and he uh. So there's a hacker who's gone in and like copy, like basically found a way to get Raymond into his village and then offers him up to people that would like Raymond so that they don't have to pay the exorbitant prices on Nookazan in order to get Raymond, uh, which is just insanity. Like, I don't, I don't understand how or why. Where, where was this guy in real life with toilet paper? I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is the modern day Robin Hood is taking Raymond from the rich and giving him to the well, poor. I let's guess. clone uh, useful things. Yeah, I don't, unfortunately, I don't think uh, the skills to clone things makes its way outside of of uh, Animal Crossing. But um, yeah, it's just a it's a crazy story, and there's Polygon has a good write up of it, and it's it's a lot of fun. But yeah, it's crazy. The whole Animal Crossing's crazy. Yeah, yes it is. Brian, you posted the story about System Shock 3. Yeah. Um, basically, like, development was stalled and mm-hmm. kind of unsure, and then um, I guess Tencent stepped in to, like, provide funding. Sorry, I'm slightly distracted by outdoor noise. <laughs> That's okay. Um, 
that's the gist of it from what I understand. So Tencent will have their hand in yet another video game company, but yeah, at least this game will go forward. That's yeah, that's kind of like the thing that I walk away with it as is like if it's like this game doesn't happen or Tencent gives them money for it, like I'm fine with that. It was probably going to be an Epic Store exclusive anyway at some point, right? Uh, so, yeah, I would like that. <laughs> but well, uh, I mean, if they give it away for free, now. I should say. <laughs> oh, they won't give it away for no. free. No, it'll not. No, not for like several years, probably. But yeah, so it the they apparently didn't have a publisher like in May of 2019, and they had a bunch of layoffs at Other Side Entertainment, which was the company that was working on it. But um. Yeah, I'd rather see this game than not see it at all. So that's cool, at least. Feel how you will about Tencent and their kind of multinational conglomerate. We're going to have a hand in everything. But, um, yeah. So. John, what's what's Ubisoft doing? Uh, Ubisoft is suing Apple and Google for selling the Rainbow Six knockoff. Um, I don't know if anybody actually saw this game. <laughs> I It's called area f2 i glanced at it and i considered downloading it so i could play it um but it is literally a complete ripoff of rainbow six siege i feel like they could have done better with the ripoff name they could it could have been like spectrum seven or something <laughs> i don't know sure i'm down for that multi-color um, eight it's really incredible watching. So I have some of it pulled up on the video for people, but it looks like I they they copied like like the in, the entire UI. It has like old Hereford base. Yep. Like I mean, everything about this is Rainbow Six. Oh my gosh! There's a, there's Even the reinforcements like, look the same. Yes. What? But what? Yeah. So the company Ubisoft suing like sued Apple and Google to take it down. They ended up actually taking it down. I think earlier this week. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of astounding that this is a thing. Like, I mean, this, I guess I'm not, a, it's, I'm not amazed. Who am I kidding? So like, this, this is, this was a mobile game though. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It, I'm actually kind of disappointed. Imagine. I didn't get a chance to try it before it was down because it looks, it'd be cool to play rainbow six on mobile sometimes. I, I it may have, I don't trying it, to play it also this. be terrible, but yeah, with a controller, yeah. it'd be okay. Yeah, well, that's the thing is I have my Nimbus. Like, I have a SteelSeries Nimbus controller, which works perfectly with my iPad. I would love to give this a shot, but apparently I can't anymore. Um, I don't know if it had cross-play or not between the two, like, platforms, but that would have been cool, too. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just... Uh, it's funny, man. Like, because you think about, like, how many times games get ripped off, like, in, in different formats or whatever, and you see this and you're just like, this is, there's like no question. This was, this is a blatant ripoff. Like even the kill cam, like the the droning, like everything is like exactly like rainbow six siege. They're using like similar fonts. I know. (laughs) Yeah. The the color scheme. Well, the name of that name of that font is agency actually. Okay. (laughs) They did not try at all to, to differentiate it. Like there's very little, even just like, yeah, literally everything. I mean, it's it, it. So in this article from MobileSyrup.com that I pulled up or whatever, uh, it says 
that it's unclear how many people play Area F2, but Rainbow Six Siege is a particularly popular multiplayer title on console and PC. In its lawsuit, Ubisoft notes that the game has more than 55 million registered players, with more than 3 million playing the game every day. So, I don't know if that's referring... I'm assuming that refers to Rainbow Six Siege. Like, that's that's a, that's a lot of people playing that game, man. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's come back. But, yeah, this is... Uh, I, I want to play this game. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed it's not available right now, but maybe... I mean, you could... I'm sure you could sideload it with some terrible Trojanware or something. Well, what would be phone. interesting is if Ubisoft, like, buys into this somehow and, like, yeah. makes a Rainbow Six Siege mobile of some sort. I mean, you know what I mean? Clearly, like, most of the work is already done. Because this, <laughs> this game was free to play, and I'm assuming it had, like, alpha packs and shit that you could buy, too. They were called probably called Bravo Packs or something like that. Like, <laughs> Beta Packs. But, like, yeah, it looked like it looked like there was a, um, there, there was a, like, you have to unlock the characters or something in order to play as them. Cause there's still people running around as like recruits and things like I that. I see yeah, T- so- Tachanka is in action right now. There's a little turret icon. Yep. Yep. But yeah, it's, uh, I, I would be interested to see what happen what comes of this. Like if, uh, if, if Ubisoft ends up making a mobile version of rainbow six, like I could see that being highly beneficial for them down the line yeah. honestly some of the animations were like better <laughs> in my opinion there's this one the animation that the that this game has for the um for uh like the grappling hook they use like a little gun to like shoot it up at the at the side of the building it's actually kind of cool it's cooler than what's in the actual game right in my opinion but so um yeah crazy <laughs> It's just funny to watch. Yeah, it makes incredible. me want to play Rainbow I, Six. Of course, all the time. It's, it's got the lean mechanic and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yep, crazy. So, anyways, I, I don't know why they thought they'd get away with it. <laughs> hey, man, you know it's it's funny because like it, my experience with with like the uh, the knockoffs of things when I was going to the Nam convention back in the day with the Eggnator amp company, uh, we like at the, the, where was it? It was, um, I can't think of what city it's in right now off the top of my head, but they, at the convention center, the main floor was like all the big, uh, exhibitors, like big companies, you know, you've got like every single amp company that makes great amps and then you have like all the guitar companies all the drum companies and then like the level underneath that like the basement was like all of the knockoffs and like you would go there and it's literally to a t like everything you saw on the main floor but like remade by some crazy asian company like (laughs) like and you can't even pronounce the company's name like nothing none of their literature is in english you can't read any of the stuff but like you could see that, oh, this amp is literally the Eggnator amp, like, in front of your face, and and they don't care. Like, there is no, like, patent law doesn't exist the way it exists here in America. Uh Like, it's it's crazy. Like, well, and it's, it's like, simply, if all the manufacturing, or if a lot of the manufacturing for some of these things is happening overseas anyway, they get a lot more information about the manufacturing process than... Exactly. Than some, than other people do, so it's a lot easier to be able to copy people's intellectual property. So it's crazy. Yep. But so, anyways. Yeah. All right. Our last story for today. Uh, Sony put out uh, an 18 minute presentation of Ghosts of Tsushima uh, gameplay. 
Brian, did you get a chance to watch it? I did. And it's uh it looks very pretty, that's for sure. Um gameplay wise it kinda well I don't know, do you want me to get into my thoughts at all or Sure. Absolutely. Gameplay wise, I felt like it was a a very it was very much like a cross between the more modern Assassin's Creed games and uh The Witcher Three. Like mm. it looks pretty much like that. I mean, but um, it is cool. I liked how you can do uh, like they showed the same mission in two different ways, like tackling it full on with force and tackling it with stealth as, at night as a ninja. Yeah. There's like the honorable yeah. samurai way to like walk up and be like, I plan on killing you all. Please fight me now. And then there's the like ninja, like I'm the cowardly way is what they say. And, and where you kind of come in and stealth killed. People. And that's all based on like your armor too, right? Well, there's different sets of armor that are more advantageous to different, different places. Yeah, right. I believe is the, yeah. So, it, um, yeah. Combat wise definitely looks like it's more enjoyable than the witcher. But uh, but who knows? We'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't quite grasp the um, like it feels because they're doing it in like a very stylized like there's even like a samurai movie mode that you can you can turn on where it puts it in black and white and and kind of gives it the more dramatic flair of like old Kurosawa films and things like that. But is the, like, is the English dialogue offset from the mouth movements? <laughs> I, <laughs> that would be great. I don't know about that one, but uh, they did say they are including the Japanese voice tracks. If you would like to switch to that. So that yeah, really actually cool as well, the samurai mode, they show it with all the, uh, just the subtitles, but with Japanese yeah. language. But, um, like the it looks like kind of Sekiro ish in terms of like, you know, being able to parry and and kind of attack that way, but it also feels a little Bushido Blade like too, kind of, you know, like very um, That's exciting to me. Yeah, that's that's kind of the impression that I got of it. But I don't know, once once we have it in our hands it might be kind of a different story, but Yeah. God damn does it look gorgeous. Well, it's just so I, w- I wanted to speak about the graphics because I, they, they're in t- it's crazy looking. The lighting specifically is like incredible, but I feel mm. like they did kind of dumb down textures a little. Is that like, are you seeing that at all or is it just me? I have a hard time. So <laughs> I was actually watching this on my Apple TV on my 4K OLED TV. And I was like, God damn it, I wish they would have uploaded this trailer in like 4K UHD. I, I found a 4K HDR. version of it. The one that you guys okay. linked wasn't 4K, but there was another one that was. Um, I think I was just watching off of IGN or something like that. But I, I even went to go, because I know Google's currently still like making YouTube, uh, they're, they're automatically down to like 720p or something like that on most platforms. Ugh. But um, I... Thanks, net neutrality. Like, I had, <laughs> I had a hard time understanding what was poor video quality from the upload and what looked like maybe, like you said, sketchier. Just specifically, uh, like, if, like, like in the scene that you were currently seeing right now in in game, like in this trailer or whatever, the grass and the leaves and everything look amazing, but the horse's tail looks like shit. 
Like, uh, yeah. Well, I don't so know. I don't know if they're using think, uh, Nvidia Tress effects or not. With this I think one. that's just um, a, a uh, video artifact, like from the video capture. Is it a video like, artifact, or is it like part of the aesthetic of the game in certain aspects? Like they don't like it. It you know I don't I don't know. Like it's the, because the thing is the lighting. The lighting looks incredible. Like it is a very it's a it's an amazing looking game. I'm not going to deny that. I feel I just feel like in certain things they kind of slacked on the textures a I, little bit. I think hair is really fucking hard in video games. The, not I mean, with Nvidia hair works, but you know, even with Nvidia, they don't have Nvidia hair works because it's I, all I AMD. I would have been okay with I would have been okay with them easing up on the grass a little bit and putting a little more into that horse's tail, but that's just me being a nitpicky piece of shit. So I mean, you do see the horse like <clears throat> all the time, so it would be nice. Right. Well, you also you apparently also see, see grass, grass all the time. But look at know? how great that flowing uh, cloak is right there. Yeah. So I don't know. I didn't necessarily. It, nothing. I'm not trying. Like, nothing, I, I realize I'm being I, ridiculous, I but it's it's just like, yeah. I don't know. Nothing quite stood out to me where I was like, Ugh, but um, I did like, it is cool to me that like one of the things that they talk about is how you should um, pay attention to animals and like wind and smoke and things like that. Like it looks like they've tried to use the natural environment to signpost you to cool things mm-hmm. in an interesting way, similar to like a breath of the wild, um, uh, you know, to some extent. So it's kind of cool, like, there's this one part where you can see that there's this canary or something flying through the, the screen, and you can he follows it along, and it leads him to somebody who needs something from him, and things of that nature, and I think that just sounds very cool. It feels like a very, like, Shintoistic view of, like, the Earth will tell me what I need to know and what I need to do, which I think is very in line with, like, Japanese spirituality, so that's cool, but... Um, Plus it's a... I'm very excited for it. It's a fox, and they're cute. Yep, yep, yeah. I said, I said after I watched this that I was like, I feel like I'm more excited for this than I am for Cyberpunk. Which, quite honestly, like I don't even think that's hyperbole. Like I, it, it's weird. I don't care about like American sword and sandals, but anytime samurai come up, I'm like, okay. I'm <laughs> to in. be honest, but um, <laughs> you said that and. I was like, hmm. So I watched this trailer, and then I immediately loaded up like that forty-five minute long cyberpunk thing, and I watched like five minutes of it. And I was like, nah, I do not share that view. I'm still way more pumped for <laughs> cyberpunk. <laughs> that's that's fine. I don't know. Like the cyberpunk thing for me, like I when I turn on that forty-five minute thing, I'm just kind of like, all right, this is cool. First person, things look pretty, and you know, cyber stuff. But I still feel like I don't know. I have a much easier time enjoying a narrative being put before me if I don't need to be the one that makes it good. And I feel like Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red are very good at being like, there's so much story out there for you to discover, but I'm a very lazy, lazy person. And I would like to be... Well, it's not even just lazy, shuttled, but it's also just... Shuttled from the story by a fox and a canary rather than just like, a, oh, you know, go and, go and find stuff well, to it's do. Also so, I don't know. Th- that whole, like, open world fatigue kind of thing in general. Like, that, and yeah, CD Projekt Red is very good at that. Like, very good at that. Um, and it's cool that this game is a very large open world, but has things that, like, direct you in a way... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, whereas like 
That's so cool. Yeah, this is like Samurai Skyrim is what this is, and that's cool. But like, it like to even take Skyrim as an example, or Fallout for that matter, like a lot of the discovery of the game is like you being pointed in one direction, and then as you're walking in that direction, like you come across like a million other quests, and then you just kind of feel overwhelmed. Like I kind of hope this doesn't have that, but yeah, um, for. Uh, that's that's the thing to me cyberpunk i feel like i'm going to be it, i might be very easily overwhelmed if i don't like immediately buy into it this to me feels a little bit more my speed because it's like what the hell is a samurai going to be doing you know yeah like he's yeah. gonna have like 30 quests in his book. i mean it's cool like there's there's not really any like sa- samurai games that don't at least modern ones that uh don't ha- buy into some sort of magic system like yeah. there's I mean, like, even like like Sekiro, there's all those crazy monsters, and same with uh, Neo, and yeah. But this just looks like it's pretty like standard, straightforward. Yeah, um, which is cool though. I, I like that's it. That, that's Bushido Blade, man. That yeah <laughs> makes me want to play that game. I always like playing the uh, the bamboo level, and you knock down all the bamboo yeah. shit, and it falls over. And absolutely. I, no, I like I like uh, one of the things that I really liked is his animation. When you're done with the battle, uh, he flicks all the blood off of his sword and then he sheaths it, which is really, really neat. I, yeah, I guess the real reason why, like, I'm so ready for cyberpunk versus like a game like this is um, I've had my fun running around wilderness areas and riding horses and stuff in games for like a decade, and I have not had much experience running around a fully realized cyberpunk world, you know, and that just sounds fucking cool. I, I totally, I totally. When I think like my, a lot of my excitement for cyberpunk comes from the fact that they do plan on releasing a multiplayer version of it, which is just like mind blowing to me. Cause if it ends up being, I don't know how many people know this, but cyberpunk 2077 was based off of a tabletop RPG. Yeah. Which which that. they've since rewritten because of the popularity of the video game. Like they've actually started remaking the tabletop, and I think they're going to re-release all the books and everything for it too, which is intriguing. Um, but similar to Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines, where it had like an online system for you to have a dungeon master bring players in and create your own stories and things. I'm hoping that's kind of what they're going to do with Cyberpunk is allow people to have that sort of freedom as well. Which is exciting to me because I I play D anD D and I like it and it would be fun to have you know some kind of online component to that sort of world where you can do all that stuff with your friends and yeah. like play play out one of your other friends like storylines or something however it works out like it's just intriguing to me and, and I mean I'm, ex- I'm excited for Tsushima too like this I guess this game looks awesome I so. would be more excited if I still had my PlayStation. <laughs> Well, and I, you know, the thing, it's not, I'm not trying to say this game's going to be better than Cyberpunk because I think they're totally apples and oranges, but just for me and what I'm into, like, I, I don't know what it is about Cyberpunk, but I feel like a lot of it is just, I, I don't know how much I'm going to get into embodying the character that I make. And that's partially my fault and just partially like, the overwhelming choice of of that type of stuff whereas Tsushima to me looks like a more straightforward narrative true and, and that 
tends to be the type of AAA that I get more into. You know, not that like I didn't enjoy Skyrim when I played it because I certainly did, but that was like a fluke to me. You enjoyed um, Fallout so, Three too. Fallout Three once again was a fluke, but I like I said I could only play that game after I learned that I could make all of my skills one hundred by finding books and things like that. So. I could do that math. But in Cyberpunk, it's going to be like, well, you can play it this way, or you can play it this way, or you can do it this way, and that's awesome. But it also just gives me massive anxiety to kind of be like, well, is my build going to allow me to do the things that I want to do in this game? And I don't know. It feels like there's going to be a lot to learn on how to like optimize for what you would like to be doing, which is very cool. But um, not always necessarily what I like doing in, in video games. <laughs> I think you'll get more out of the multiplayer version of Cyberpunk whenever that comes out, because you can just play with us, and we'll be like, "Hey, can you, Alex? Can you hack all this shit for us?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> While See, we, yeah, yeah, we, we need, we need like, a hacker for our crew. Yeah, like it's sure great. Give it to me. Like, if I guess if I can play this game from like a standpoint of like, is there? Hopefully there's a type of character that doesn't go outside at all and just sits at a computer. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're just jacked into way. the net the whole time. Yeah, sure. Like, if that's if that's a playable way to finish the yeah, game... Yeah, you've then, customized um, your fun. genitals to not exist, so you never have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so your, your character just sits in a chair all the time. You're like Pearl from Blade. <laughs> He's here! He's I here. I'm going to have some crazy barbed shit going on down there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> God. Can't wait. That, but anyway, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Let's look at the 2020 in video gaming wiki, like we do at the end of every episode. Oh, you mean you don't have it already pulled up? No, of course not, because I never <laughs> do. Um, I know that Mortal Kombat Aftermath is coming out next week. I am. Uh, I bought it. I bought it, so I'm going to play through that and see how that goes. I'm interested to see awesome. how it goes. Um, so that will be good. We also have Minecraft Dungeons coming out. Yeah, I'll, I'll try that out Tuesday. for sure. Yeah, I think I, I have I that installed already. Well, it'd, it'd be cool um, if we could figure out how to play together. Like, when we could would do be that. Cool. Yeah. Um, but other than that, there's still some other stuff coming out. Uh, the next big game that we're probably going to hit, I would guess, would be Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to play that. Brian can't because I would love to play that John. game, but it's not in the cards. I'm not picking yeah. up a PS4 John. again just to play these two games when I can. <laughs> I, I like. I want a PS5. You know, when you can buy a PS5 and never play these games. No, I can still play these games <laughs> unless they they uh, don't do that. You know. No, I'm just I'm just saying because time will pass and you'll be like, oh, there's other games to play now. But I was very tempted to pick up Maneater, but I ultimately feel like it's a game that I would pick up and play a bit of and think was hilarious, but I would get bored of it quickly. So I want to just wait until yeah. it's like a bargain bin title. IGN gave it a seven out of ten and said it was good, and it's about fifteen hours long, I think. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I assumed it would be more open ended, like than that, like longer. But whatever. Who's got the ice cream truck near them? Because me, I'm down for some ice cream. That's um, the cat. <laughs> it's a very talented cat. 
Yeah, Gojo picked up Maneater. We'll see what he thinks of that. I can get some thoughts from him, or we can we can have him on or something, depending on what we end up doing next episode. But I think Minecraft would be cool, and some uh, some Mortal Kombat, and we could always play some Fantasy Star Online too, because that's finally. Oh being yeah, that comes out next week too, right? Yeah, it's on Wednesday, the twenty seventh. Yeah. So that should be interesting. But yeah, other than that, Xenoblade, Xenoblade, <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> Definitive edition. I was not trying to be racist. Uh, is coming out for the Switch. We don't find racism funny. We just nope. Uh, unintentional racism apparently is very funny. The 29th of May. Uh, this is a game that came out for the Wii originally, and then it came out on the 3DS. Uh, I would like to check it out because I've always wanted to check it out, but um, I may or may not do that depending on what else I have going on. <laughs> I, I had a really hard time finding stuff to play for this episode. Same. So um, I just played a bunch of stuff I already had. There you go. But it, it, it just... I was so hooked by Final Fantasy. Um, we all have Game Pass, right? Yep. Yep. So they just added Alan Wake. I already own so that maybe, game. They did. Maybe we should do an Alan Wake like retro review for next episode or something. Mm. That would be pretty On top cool. of everything else minecraft and whatever else yeah that that sounds like it'll stretch us thin sea of thieves (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even gonna try anymore (laughs) i'm just gonna go man a boat by myself all right anyways good luck If you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo and Sidza for their contributions. We do appreciate that. You guys are great. Uh, Sidza has been very active in the discord, which is awesome too. So Jason yes. K is also as well. He's, he's usually in there and uh, Bruce, I mean, those guys are killing it. They always want to yep. have conversations and I love it. Like I don't always like join in the conversation necessarily, but I love seeing like an active community. So uh, if you, yeah, and you should come uh, check out our, our listener, David, David Steele is uh, making some awesome. Oh man, I try to not look at those because they make me just instantly hungry. They look so good. He's killing. Yeah, they're they're amazing. He has an Instagram called Adventures in Pizza Making. I think there's some underscores in that, but uh, you can come come to our Discord and learn from David Steele and teach you some pizza. That's for sure. That's for sure. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can use a Prime subscription if you have a free one to give away on us. That would be awesome. If not, that's cool too. If you don't feel like joining us on Patreon, Twitch is always a great opportunity as well. But with Patreon, if you spend $5 or more, you get to join the Discord and you can talk to us anytime you want. And uh, we try to have a pretty active community, so definitely think about that uh that being said gladish is saying everybody should go play gta now that's uh he posted that up in the uh in the twitch chat so i think maybe some of us will go play gta i can't i have to go build more baby stuff so i'm not I'm sure go i that. can either but 
anyways, uh, yeah, so next time, probably some Minecraft dungeons in Fantasy Star, I'm assuming, maybe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. It'll be a mishmash of awesome stuff, so be sure to check back, and we will see you guys next time. Thanks again for joining, everybody. Peace. Peace.